Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And what a beautiful Tuesday afternoon it is. I'm Scoot on the air. Really glad you're with us. Uh, Tuesday, January the 9th. Uh, Man, what a storm last night. Wind and rain and lightning and thunder and... Some of you uh, may still be without power. I know a lot of you uh, lost power at uh, at one point last night, but I mean, it didn't last that long. That's good. I was awake for the whole thing, and it was um, it was kind of fun. I mean, it's kind of it's, well. Look, if you had damage, I'm sorry. If you're without power, I'm I, I'm sorry. But you know what I I mean when I say it's um, it's kind of fun to go through the um, the wrath of nature. It's it's kind of fun to to see that and experience that. If, of course, you don't have damage, and I feel badly for those of you who have damage, but I know you will, uh, I know you will totally uh, recover. All right, so the conversation about Saints quarterback Jameis Winston's decision to run an actual play out of the victory formation continues, and some of the Saints players are showing support for Winston's decision. But do they still support Dennis Allen? We'll talk about that. The iPhone was introduced on this day in 2007, and, and think about what you're Life is like now with the iPhone. And there, are, there, there will be a generation, and, and generations from, from now on, they will not know life without an iPhone. And if you're part of the boomer generation like, like I am, you, you remember times when, when you, know, you, had to, you had to stop, and, and if you were running late, you had to stop and try and find a payphone to call somebody. And I remember in the early years of, of my career, when I was doing a morning show, if there was a backup on the interstate, I would, I, I would let the audience know uh, and let people know that, hey, if you're waiting for somebody to get to work and they're running late, if you're waiting for somebody to get to an appointment and they're running late, it's because there's a big accident on, on the interstate. And I even had a, a friend of mine, uh, Interstate Vincent, was, uh, was uh, somebody who would, would call it, had a, CD, had a CB radio in the early days when, um, when CB radios were, like, really cool. And he would um, find out the traffic, and this was long before we had uh, traffic reporting, and he would report the traffic. Interstate fencing was, was, was part of our show years ago. Anyway, uh, the iPhone was invented on this day. Well, not invented, released to the public, introduced on this day in, in 2007. So the big question is, iPhone or Android? Yeah, we'll talk about that. You know, I, I mean, we love to try, try to have controversy. I mean, the iPhone was, was introduced on this day in 2007, so let's have the controversy. iPhone or Android? Some people are passionate about iPhone. Some people are passionate about Android. How about you? Republican Jeff Landry is Louisiana's new governor. Plus, Republicans control the executive branch and both chambers of the Louisiana legislature. This gives the Republicans 
a veto-proof majority. But there seems to be a hint of bipartisanship. Now, are you concerned that Louisiana may turn too far to the right? I mean, would that even be possible? I mean, do you think the more conservative Louisiana, the, the better off we are? And what's your, what's your biggest concern? And, and would you welcome bipartisanship? You know, I, I, I've talked um, since the election about uh, Jeff Landry's attitude changing from when he was attorney general. And when Jeff Landry was attorney general, he was a right-wing radical. Well, I don't see that in him right now. So is this the real Jeff Landry? Or is this uh, a facade while Jeff Landry gets settled and then he's going to go back to being a right-wing radical? I don't know. It's up to Jeff Landry, but, you know, it's going to be fun to watch. There is a new prediction showing that marriage proposals will surge in 2024. Are you getting married? Son, daughter, grandkids, getting married? Is the institution of marriage still desired and strong in America? And singer-songwriter John Mayer says that he badly wants to be married. And he says that marriage is, quote, the hottest thing in the world. What do you want to say to John Mayer? (laughs) And um, if you're married, why do you love being married? I mean, look, there are advantages to being married. I, I, you know, I'm nobody to talk about this topic. Um, I'm honest about my life. I've been married twice. I'm not proud of that. It is a reality that I deal with. Um, I, I think a lot of it has to do with me. And I'm probably not the easiest person to live with, but I know that in, in, in both cases there were, there, were, uh, there were different things going on that contributed to, to it all. So uh, while I, I know I'm not the easiest person to, to be with, uh, I, I do know that you know, it wasn't all uh, my fault. But anyway, it, it happened. So, I mean, I don't know at this point in my life, how do I feel about marriage? I mean, when I ever, would I ever get married again? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not one to predict the future, so I really, I really don't know. But we're going we're gonna to talk about that more this afternoon. All right, Ian Hoke is our senior producer. He is at the controls in the other studio. Good afternoon, sir. And good afternoon to you, too, as well. But I got to say, if uh, living with you is anything like working with you. <laughs> you wouldn't want to be there. Not enough Maylocks in well, the world, you brother. Know, look, um, <laughs> you know, I have my ways, I guess, and I'm not the easiest person to, to be around. Um, you know, I, I don't try to be difficult, but I think there are some things about me that are a little eccentric. And so that might, um, you know, cause for um, strained relationships. Man, there's not you like things a certain way. And, uh, you know, just like, yeah, you're not difficult. You're not a jerk about stuff. You don't whine and stamp your feet when you don't get your way. Well, but, you know, you don't know my life. <laughs> well, I guess so. I, you don't know my no, life. I, <laughs> um, no, I really don't. I really, you know, no, I, I, I don't do that. I mean, I, look, I don't want to focus on me about this, but, it, it, you know, I'm just honest about my life when it comes to, to marriage and, and relationships. And I've been in relationships that lasted longer than uh, a, a marriage. Um, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not opposed to being with, uh, with one person, but it's, um, it, it, marriage is not one of my areas of expertise. I, I know that there were things that I liked about it and things that I didn't like about it. But I think it's interesting that John Mayer, uh, who's, you know, obviously in show business, uh, uh, kind of a superstar in a way, John Mayer says he wants to be married. And he says it's the hottest thing in the world. And, and I guess, guess there's some people who are married who would like to have a conversation with John before he goes on with that attitude. I can't believe John Mayer's not married. Well, you'd think that if he wanted to be, he would be. But, you know, even though you might have access to a lot of people and like a lot of people are coming up to you, you know, when you're like um, when you're like John Mayer, I mean, it's you know, you're like um, 
it's like a vending machine. You know, you've got a lot yeah. of choices, yeah, a lot of opportunities. And you would think that if he wanted to be married, he would be married now. But Especially I guess he haven't, hasn't met the right person. Like people at that level of celebrity right. usually date one another and get married to one another so that their level of fame and their commitment to their work as a, a movie star or a musician or a performer or whatever, that's, I think that's a difficult thing for, you know, normies right. to be married to. So it's surprised, like John Mayer, Taylor Swift, like why the hell not? Well, or, because sometimes you know, when, you know, two people who are that, that much, um, like a personalities, yeah. I don't know if John Mayer is, type but a, I'm yeah, a, sure. a type A personality, but yeah. I, I certainly think Taylor Swift is. But sometimes people in that business don't seem to to, to get along because they're both kind of fighting for the spotlight. Yeah. But in, in my defense in relationships, I am so dedicated to my job that that has come in the way of relationships. And not everybody understands my dedication to my work. And I think that's really the biggest thing. It's not that I, you know, want to make sure that you don't squeeze the toothpaste tube in the middle. Uh, it, it's not like that. It's that, uh, you know, I'm just so dedicated to my work. And, and there are a lot of uh, pressures and there are a lot of commitments with uh, what I do. And not everybody um, is okay with, um, with, with dealing with that. And, and I understand that. All right. Um, a lot to get to this afternoon. Uh, before we get started, though, let's go to Ian with some of the early text messages that have come in as we talk about some of the things that we will be talking about today. Here's a text message about uh, our Saints. It says, these players seem to think that they are the game, kind of like the NBA now. Too much personality, not enough perspiration. I'd like to see the league remove the nameplates from the jerseys and make them all anonymous. I, I don't have a problem with names on jerseys. I, I, you know, it makes the game more personal. It helps us identify the players. I mean, you know, you, you put a number on the players to identify the players. We and still you could, know who they you were. You could go get a roster and you could find out who the player <laughs> is. And, you know, number 80 is, is Jimmy Graham. And if his name's not on the jersey, you can go look at the roster. So, you know, I, I don't have a problem with the, the names being there. I do understand the point about um, uh, athletes, professional athletes being pampered to some degree. But do you, think that, do you think that a quarterback would have called a different play, would have done the same thing if Sean Payton or Bill Belichick had been his, his coach? You know, and that seems to be the big question here. What, what, did it, what does it say about Dennis Allen that the players did this? And, you know, players can call audibles. And the players in the huddle, they listen to the quarterback. Even if they disagree, they listen to the quarterback. But I don't have a problem with the Saints trying to score. My problem was that they shouldn't have done it out of the victory formation. Because that is uh, a statement about what you're planning to do. And there's so many things that could have gone wrong there that if, 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 uh, if Jameis Winston had called an audible and they would have lined up in a regular formation to run the ball. I would have no problem with this whatsoever. And I would have thought it was kind of cool that, you know, hey, we want to get together and we want to we want to do this. But I mean, to some degree, it is a renegade attitude and it, it harkens back to Jameis Winston and what he used to be like, because it seemed like when he came in under Sean Payton with the Saints, he um, he changed. But um, maybe this is his. Um, his instinct. Uh, here's one that says, Scoot, have you decided to sip that black and gold Kool-Aid that Loomis is serving yet? Cannon and Sheriff cannot get to a mic quickly enough to go on a tirade against the players and fans these past few days. So Saints players that have been quote-unquote good soldiers for most of their careers collectively decided to disobey Dennis Allen. Now, 
Seems like a strong message to Loomis, and he's the main reason the Saints are in purgatory once again. This is from Pat in The View. Pat, I've talked about that all along. I mean, I don't, I don't think that I have been easy on on the players, and I've been honest about the the what I called it a mutiny play. It was a mutiny play. They, they ra- they railed against Dennis Allen. Um, so um, I'm quite uh, confident and uh, satisfied with my position on that. I'm, I maybe just as a you know, a, a person in the media, I'm kind of enjoying this moment where. You got, you know, Bobby Bear and Newell Norman have very strongly held opinions about this, as you do. The fan base seems like they're either everybody loves it or everybody hates it. My cousin Andy in Denver texted me this morning because they got Sean Payton, you know, so they're going through some stuff up there. He says, man, what the hell did people think about Sean Payton there? And I told him what we think about Sean Payton. Then he says, well, what are people saying about Jameis in the, in the mutiny play? And I say, man, it's everybody's very uh, galvanized about it. It's a really... Uh, it's an issue that everybody's not nobody's like on the fence about it. Everybody either thinks it's hilarious and, you know, F the Falcons and, you know, it's OK for us to do this. And then a lot of other people are saying this is an embarrassment to the franchise. This is bad for the brand. Jameis Winston is never going to work in the NFL again. I as a person whose job it is, is to help conversations like this happen. I'm fascinated. I think this is a really interesting moment. It is fascinating. And yesterday our lines were lit up all day. And then I, I hear Newell's talking about it again. And, 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 and I mean, it's a conversation that is continuing. And it's a look, it's a it's a heated conversation because it's about I guess it's about um, it's about honesty. It is about uh, support for a coach. It is about renegade mentality. It, it's about a lot of different things and a lot of different emotions here. And I, I knew when, when the Saints scored uh, out of that situation, I, I knew that this was going to be a, a big uh, topic of uh, controversy. And so it's, it is fun to talk about it, but it's also interesting to look beyond the specifics of this conversation and realize that this is a, a conversation about, about life. And it's about defying uh, your manager. It's about defying your boss. It's about um, making a decision on your own. It's also about the ethics of the, the, the victory formation. Now, I haven't heard everything that Bobby Bear has said, but I've heard him say, and we talked in the hall yesterday briefly about it when I was getting off and, and they were about to start a sports talk here. We talked briefly in the hall about it. And, you know, Bobby was not for them doing that out of the victory formation. And so... That's my only problem with it. Yes, F the Falcons. Yes, show disrespect for the Falcons. I don't care about that. But this was bigger than just not liking the Falcons. This was um, this was a, a statement the Saints, well, some players on the Saints team made concerning the victory formation and the NFL. Uh, we'll move on here to your question about John Mayer and marriage. Uh, someone is reminding us on the Okunard Jewelers talking text line, John Mayer is a diva, and he did date Tay-Tay, and she dumped him, LOL. I had forgotten about this. John Mayer and Taylor Swift did date very briefly in 2009. I did not remember that. I, I don't remember all the, the, the gossip stuff. Yeah, I wasn't really paying attention to Taylor Swift in 2009. But she dumped him. Yeah, she, she dumped, dumped him. him. I'm yeah. I wonder what was wrong. Look, I think Taylor Swift has very, very high standards. Right. I, I, don't, I think Taylor Swift gets bored with people in a hurry. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated that she's still with uh, Travis Kelsey. And so what happens now that the season's over? Was Taylor Swift doing this for publicity, which is what I kind of thought, and uh, Travis Kelsey was going along with it because he was having fun with it and getting publicity and getting motivation to, to play great from Taylor Swift being there. But how is she going to feel about him during the offseason when there's no attention focused on him and she's not going to get what she was getting before? That's what we have to wait and see. And I'll leave you with this one. This text message says, wait, 
there's people that are happily married? They must be newlyweds. <laughs> if you want to join us with a comment, the Okinawa Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. We'll continue the conversation about uh, Jameis Winston's decision to uh, run a play out of the victory f- formation. Hey, this is for those of us who uh, got through it last night. Man, it got rough there. I was awake. I was experiencing every minute of the wrath of nature. I'm Scoot on the air Tuesday afternoon, and we will be right back on WWL. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. So, um, the team's saying they're never really not sorry about what they did. They were happy with it. But why has this turned into such a big deal? Well, because it's about, it's about mutiny. It's, it's a, about what we as fans perceive as the relationship between the players and, and the coach. And Saints quarterback, Jameis Winston, who made that call in the huddle, defying coach Dennis Allen's calling uh, uh, the uh, victory uh, formation. After the game, he went uh, with reporters, and Jameis Winston said this, and he said he has no regrets about the mutiny play. It's not about regrets. It's not about anything else. It's about us as a team making a collective decision. But I do apologize to Dennis. I apologize to DA because that was not his call. What you said decision made? Was it right there on the spot, right when y'all won? What, what decision are you talking about? At the end. Okay. What, at the end, what decision? To, to go for the touchdown. To go for the touchdown. Is that something decided on the sideline after the pick, or did you, did you wait till you get out, got out there to do it? We decided on the field as a team. I mean, we don't regret. Do, do we regret for scoring 41 points on them? Do you think we, we regret that? Well, you do have to play these guys twice a year. That's all I'm saying. We, we already played them twice. I know, but I'm talking about you. You know, somebody has got to play these guys twice a year. That's all. How do you feel about it? Tell me how you feel about it. Not good. Why don't you feel good about it? Because you got to play these guys twice a year. But what about it makes you not feel good about it? The head coach tells you to kneel it up. You're asking my opinion? Yes. I think you should have kneeled it up. Okay. Well, I'm just telling you as respectfully as I can. You answer my question as respectfully as you could, and I'm telling you as respectfully as I can that I respectfully disagree with you. That's all. You disagree with me or the entire team? Whoever made that decision. Okay. So you disagree with the entire team. So thank you. No, I'm, I'm just being, I'm being honest and respectful. And that's what I'm attempting to do, too. Yes. And that's what I am doing. So, yes. This is such an interesting drama because, you know, you can, you can understand Jameis Winston saying, yeah, you know what, we got together as a team and we wanted to take care of this guy. We wanted to take care of uh, Jamal Williams. He hadn't scored a touchdown as a saint. We wanted to give him a touchdown. But is that the way to do it? You know, why don't you maybe block a little better? Or, you know, you just you run a play and, and the, the team executes a little better so he gets a touchdown. Cam Jordan said in, in the locker room um, after the game that he said, you know, we were genuine and we will tell you all you need to know about the team and our view of uh, Jameis Winston. So that means that they have a lot of respect for Jameis Winston in the locker room. And they respected his decision not to take a knee. 
Uh, Senator Eric McCoy said, you know, you're just thinking about that moment and your teammates. And if you're if you're painted a bad guy because you care about your teammates, then just paint us all the bad guy. So I don't I'm not I don't care that they that they got a touchdown. What I care about is that they did it from the victory formation. If you want to join us for the comment, the Okinawa Jewelers talking text line is 504-260-1870. Let's go to Terry and Slidell. Terry, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Hey, Scoot. All I can say is this. He was classless when he was at Florida State when he stole all the crab legs and uh, stole all the tennis shoes and did stuff, you know, hollered at girls and stuff like that. He's always been classless. That's a classless classless act and i'm sorry but you don't do that i remember back in 2011 uh mettenberger was quarterback at lsu and had about a minute to go in the game and he ran a little option play even though they they uh lesser told him to take a knee because lsu was winning by 50 so guess what mettenberger never played that was the old miss game he never the lsu played three games after that he never saw the field again until the next year. Jamie Winston is classless. You don't do that. I don't care who you're playing. Even Steve Spurrier, who ran up the score on everybody, would never do that. He ran a score up on LSU, but he never, ever took a, not taking a knee when you're on the one-yard line. I mean, that was class a classic act. Right. And it shows how the Saints are a bunch of classless people if they think it was right. Well, I don't know that they're a bunch of classless people. Obviously, the team supported Jameis Winston in that situation. And, and I, I don't know. I mean, the, the players are kind of stuck. I mean, I, I, I can't speak for the players. They, this is what they're saying. And I take them I take them at their word. They support Jameis Winston. So uh, I'm going to take them at their word that they that they really do. But what does that say about Dennis Allen? Shannon Sharp, former NFL tight end, he says that down, De- Dennis Allen probably has to go as a result of this. It, to me, it just shows that the team doesn't respect Dennis Allen because I don't think this would have been done in other situations. And I don't know what this judge, I, you know, I wrote about this in a blog. There's a, there's a, a blog on our, our website, WWL.com. I think it's also on the Scoot on the Air Facebook page. And it's uh, uh, Saints quarterback Jameis Winston called a mutiny play. What happens now? That's on our website at www.com. You can check that out, and uh, maybe you'll agree or, or, or disagree. Listen, I'm not for I'm not for for respecting the Falcons. I'm for respecting the game of football when it comes to that victory formation. Let's go to uh, Phil, who's on the road. Phil, you're on WWL. Good afternoon. Hello, Phil. Yeah, how you doing today, school? Happy New Year, dude. Same to you. Man, they need to let it go. How many times have we seen the coach call for a punt? The punter go back. He see his gunner uncovered. The punter makes the decision on himself to toss the ball to the gunner that's wide open and run. Everybody applauded. They're only finding fault with Jameis Winston. So there's been mutiny in football all these days. They need to let it go. And these Saints fans never going to be happy, and they keep getting the same kind of coaches, and they'll never go anywhere. They're going to stay stuck in the middle of the pack as they usually do. All right, Bottom Phil. Line. Appreciate your, uh, your comment. The difference with a fake punt, the difference with an audible, is that the other team is playing. 
The opposing team is prepared to play. When it comes to the victory formation, they're just standing around. I mean, who the hell couldn't score a touchdown in that situation? If you're, you know, I usually, um, oh, you know, these spam calls. Usually turn my phone off before I get on the air. Uh, So it's about the victory formation. These players are basically just standing around. It's not, you know, if somebody's really not prepared to come at you, it's not too, it's not too hard to block them out of the way and give a touchdown to the running back. That's the only issue I have with this whole, this whole thing, is that they did it from the victory formation. Let's go to Steve in Mandeville. Steve, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, Scoot? Good. Uh, I'm concerned about next year when the Saints go into a victory formation and the nose tackle decides to blow Eric McCoy up because, you know, I don't trust you guys with the victory formation anymore. I think that's a good point. Every team is going to look at the Saints that way. Every team that we play is going to look at the Saints that way. And so what if the Saints call victory formation? And look, let's hope the Saints are in a situation where they can call a victory formation because that means they've got the game won. But what if they call victory formation and somebody wants to like get back at the Saints and just nail them? They could even go past the the center and get to our quarterback, which is probably going to be Derek Carr. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think make that's him, a. I think make it's, him fumble. Make him fumble because you know he wasn't really protecting the ball and pick up the fumble and run it in. Well, you know? yeah, but at that point, if you're calling victory formation, chances are you know the game is um, is well in hand. All right, if you're on hold, stay with us. I mean, this continues to be a hot discussion because there's there's so many aspects of this. You know, you you gotta love the the team sticking together. You gotta love the the camaraderie of the team. I, I I respect that. I like that. But I don't like that Jameis Winston called this play out of the victory formation. If you're on hold, stay with us. If you want to join us with a comment, the Okinawa Jewelers talking text line is 504-260-1870. Jameis Winston said, no regrets. players who are supporting Jameis Winston's decision. So, you know, again, what does this say about the strength of of Dennis Allen? I mean, the Saints are going to have to address this issue. I'm Scoot, and we'll be back on WWL. All right, so, um, you know, more is being released concerning uh, Jeffrey Epstein, and some pictures of girls are being released uh, as well. And, you know, some of the faces are are, are blocked out, but some of them are not. And, you know, I I hope it's with their consent because we don't need to see the young girls who were on the island with Jeffrey Epstein and those dirty old men. In fact, uh, now King Charles is faced with whether or not to strip Prince Andrew of all royal titles as a final punishment for apparently having sex with underage girls. I'm Scoot on the air. All right, listen, uh, before we get back to your calls, we have obtained exclusive audio from inside the Saints huddle. The moment they were calling the victory formation and Jameis Winston turned to Jamal Williams and said, instead of the victory formation, instead of taking a knee, I'm going to give the ball to you and you run it in. Are you okay with that? Okay. 
Okay, so now we know it was okay. And it, look, some of the players are coming forward, and, and they're saying they support the decision. Okay, let's go to Laura in New Orleans. Laura, you're on WWL. Good afternoon. Hey, Scoot. How you doing? Good. Um, so I just wanted to bring up the point that is that really a victory for him to be able to score like that? I mean, there. I mean, it was easy. Anybody right. could have done that. Agreed. Me personally, that's not the way I would have wanted to score the final score of the game. Yeah. Um, it I was a cheap. T- it was a, It was a cheap touchdown. It was completely cheap. It was. It was just totally uncalled for, and he shouldn't have made the decision um, to to. To do that, and as the player, I would have said, um, "No, that's not that's not really a score. There's no there's nobody trying to stop me. I mean, that's not a score, in my in my opinion." You know, I I I I would like to think that I would make that decision too. You're in the, right, the heat exactly. of that Much moment, though. You're you're, you're you're on the field, and and the team is the, the right. quarterback of the team is calling this play for you to run. I don't know. I mean, do you do you have time to think and say, "No, this is unethical. Like I can't do this." I would have right. I, I would have thought that more players after the fact would have come forward and talked about how it was not the right thing to do, but I'm not hearing much it, of that. Yeah, it, it's just I mean it was an easy score. Of course he's gonna of course he's gonna get a touchdown. It was just it was a given. I mean that's not really a, a victory right. of my own doing. Yeah. Laura, so, I think it. that's, that's all I wanted to say. No, I, you said a lot. I think that's a great point. Let's go to Ian with some of your text messages. Uh, hang on a second. I'm still okay. on the phone with somebody. No, there we go. Uh, here's a text that says, Scoot, I think Winston did it because he knew he was out of here. Well, out of here, but what does that say about him as a quarterback when it comes to other teams wanting him? I mean, are other teams going to want him if he is if, if, if his character is capable of doing this? Uh, here's a text that says, uh, Scoot, D.A. called the V formation. So to get Williams a TD, they had to line up in that formation to get it done. His teammates have his back, so it doesn't matter what any of us think. It speaks volumes about Dennis Allen and this team. Carr, Jordan, Kamara, all back him. Are they classless? Please. Well, Jordan certainly isn't, and Derek Carr isn't. I don't know anything about Jamal Williams, but I'm going to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Unless I know something differently, I'm going to say he's not a, a classless person. Um. But again, I think this, I, you know, Alvin Kamara alluded to it when he said, we don't know who we are as a team in the, in the season. And, you know, I, I, you know, there were some people who were not happy with me questioning Dennis Allen as, as, as the coach. No, I'm not in the locker room, but I see everything that you put on the field. I see it all. And I see the results. And I see that the Saints are not in the playoffs, and I think this is the third year in a row we're not, we're not in the playoffs. And there have just uh, there don't seem to be signs that Dennis Allen is rallying the guys. And the, the team that played the last two games of this season, even in the last game without Alvin Kamara, they were a great team. And look what they did. Why didn't they do that earlier in the season? It's the same players. It's not like they all of a sudden got new arms and legs. It's the same players. And they did it. Why didn't they do that earlier in the season? There was no sense of urgency. And they lost games they should have won. Uh, Here's a text that says, Anybody who's mad with Jameis probably weren't mad when Jameis was disrespected and messed over by Dennis Allen to have his job taken without the opportunity to get it back. F the Falcons and F Dennis Allen. Well, look, you know, wow. I, I understand how Jameis Winston would, would feel about that. And and I, I, I don't think uh, it's good camaraderie for the team, and I'm not in the huddle or in the locker room, 
but if 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 Derek Carr's position is guaranteed because Dennis Allen is the coach and he coached him before and he wanted him here and they have kind of promised him, oh, you're going to be the starting quarterback and I'm coaching, you're the starting. Look, if that is a deal that is um, somehow superseding performance on the field, then I think that's wrong. I'll leave you with this one. A friend of the show and frequent listener, Edwa, is reminding us, Today is National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Shout out to my beloved. May he rest in peace. Amen. And um, I'm sorry for your loss. And uh, happy Law Enforcement Day to everybody. And we often talk about uh, what law enforcement faces on a, on a daily basis. And they uh, face tough decisions. And, and quite often they are unfairly uh, criticized. Um, there are bad cops out there. Let's single them out to make sure that they do not taint the image of the good cops. On the Scoot in the Air Rock Culture Calendar today, we wish happy birthday to Jimmy Page, Led Zeppelin. Jimmy Page, 80 years old today. Hell yeah, Jimmy. I'm Scoot. We'll be back on WWL. On the Scoot on the Air Rock Culture Calendar, very happy birthday today to Dave Matthews of the Dave Matthews Band. Dave Matthews, uh, 57 years old today. You know where he was born? Johannesburg, South Africa. Did not know that. Joburg. Yeah. Dave Matthews, 57 years old. All right, if you're on hold, look, the, the lines are hot. If you're on hold, stay with us. We are going to get to all of your calls. And if you have sent in texts, we'll get to as many texts as we can. All of that is coming up. At some point, we need to talk about Republican uh, Governor Jeff Landry. He's our new governor. Plus, Republicans control now the executive branch in both chambers of the Louisiana legislature. Uh, is Louisiana going to turn too far to the right? Are you concerned about that? Or is there a sense of bipartisanship? We'll, we'll, we'll try to talk about that next hour. But hang on, more of your calls are coming up. I'm Scoot. It is a beautiful, chilly, windy Tuesday afternoon on WWL. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 